0: Well, hey friend, today I want to talk to you about a few different things on my mind. Number one, where I'm at with alcohol today. Do I drink? Do I not drink? What's going on with that? Number two, I want to talk to you about learning new skills and what it looks like to expand your knowledge base and push yourself to learn something new. And I want to talk to those of you who consider yourself an all-or-nothing person, and I guarantee you by the end, I'm going to find a way to tie all of this together today. So thanks for being here. I know you're a busy mom. I know you're trying to improve yourself and become a better person, and I appreciate that you chose to listen to this today. And when you work on yourself, and when you take the time for yourself, and when you are willing to look at how you can become a better, happier, stronger woman, you are doing your part to make the world a better place for all of us. So thanks for being here, and let's get to it. and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I have a gift I want to give you. Now, I believe that my success in anything I'm doing, whether it's in my business or home life or my relationship with my family or mental health, absolutely anything, depends on how well planned I am in advance and how intentional I am with my time. Planning in advance gives me the opportunity to make sure that the important things are getting done and that my needs are getting met. And so the gift I want to give you today is my daily scheduling worksheet that I designed to help you plan your day. On this simple worksheet, I also made space for you to write out your morning and nighttime routines so it's all in one place. To get this free download, just go to themamamiracle.com forward slash schedule. And in addition to the blank worksheet, which you can print out and fill out as many times as you want to, I'm also gonna give you a copy of my handwritten daily schedule. So you can kind of get an idea of how I divide up my day. This worksheet has been getting downloaded like crazy lately, which tells me that you guys need this. So go get yours for free right now on your phone at themamamiracle.com forward slash schedule. That's miracle.com forward slash schedule. Now let's get into today's episode, sister. Welcome back to this week's episode of Motivation for Moms. Before we dive in, I just want to give a quick shout out to some of you in our Motivated Moms Facebook group. I feel like our group went from like 30 of us To Now almost 500 mamas just overnight. It's been so cool meeting so many of you amazing women. Actually, we're about to hit 500 and I'm so excited to see who is going to be our 500th member in the group. It could be you. So if you haven't joined yet, come on into the group. And if you are our 500th member, you are going to get an extra special shout-out in the group and on this podcast. Okay, so here's what I was thinking. You know how our little kids get to do, like, student spotlights at school? Well, I don't know about yours, but my kids' school does this, like, student star of the week thing where everyone gets a chance to fill out this cute poster and get in front of the class and share all about themselves. And I got to thinking you know what? We should do that in our group just to get to know each other better and find mamas who could end up being like really close friends of ours. So to kick off this new star of the week or spotlight of the week, whatever we're going to call it, I'm going to ask our 500th member to be our first spotlight of the week. How about let's call it motivated mom of the week. And I'll give you more details about that soon. The other thing I want to announce is that as of Today, I am running a giveaway. About this time last year, I ran a scholarship contest where one special mama was invited into my 12 week coaching program, Breakthrough, on a full ride scholarship. And that was when I met the amazing Amber Bostwick, who was ultimately chosen for the program. You may have heard her come on the podcast a few months back where she shared her story of how she totally changed her life. If you haven't yet, go back and watch, go back and listen to that after this one because Amber is so inspiring. Well, I had the itch to do another giveaway, except this year it's going to look a little different. So since it's the end of the year and a lot of us tend to lose our motivation momentum as we get closer closer to the end of the year because, you know, we tell ourselves we can just start our good habits on January 1st. I want to help you gain your momentum back in December. And already be well into your positive habits and goals by January 1st. So here's what I'm going to do to help you with that as part of this giveaway, which I'm calling my end of 2021 coaching giveaway. It's going to include one month of free coaching. That's four 20-minute coaching sessions. You're going to get emailed coaching call summaries, which highlight your next steps, And perhaps the most valuable part of this giveaway is you get unlimited video messaging with me for the stuff that comes up in between coaching sessions, because we all know, you know, it's easy to get motivated when you're sitting down with a coach and you're talking about your goals and desires and what steps you're going to take to get there. And quite another thing to actually implement them when real life happens when the kids are running around screaming, when the laundry piles up, when we feel tired or unmotivated. And so this is perhaps the most valuable part of my coaching program. And this giveaway is to have access to a coach essentially 24-7 via video messaging so that you can come in and brain dump and talk about what's tripping you up and holding you back. You know, cry if you need to, get some guidance, all of it. Many of you who have been my coaching clients um, have told me that you love this part of the program and that other coaches don't offer this. So it's super, super valuable. Okay, so just to recap on the giveaway... It's the end of year giveaway. One special mama will get one month of free coaching, email summaries highlighting your next steps, and unlimited video messaging with me. So to apply or learn more about this special giveaway, just go to themamamiracle.com forward slash 2021 giveaway. That's themamamiracle.com forward slash 2021 giveaway. Next up on our agenda today, I want to talk to you about where I'm at with alcohol today. If you've been following me and listening to this podcast since the beginning, you will have heard me talk about my complicated and sometimes confusing relationship with alcohol at times. So to bring you up to speed, in 2019, I decided that I was going to set a goal of going one year without alcohol because here's why. I was at a point where I was drinking every single night. And we're talking like a bottle of wine on most nights, which is actually easier to do than one would think. Start with a glass or two while cooking dinner, and then you have another with dinner, and then another glass or two after the kids go to bed. And this became a regular habit for me. And I knew that it was affecting my productivity, not to mention my health, probably. So, I decided to just go cold turkey and cut it out for one year. And so for all of 2019 and some of 2020, I did not have a single drop of alcohol, which was hard. But it was also amazing. And I highly recommend that absolutely everybody try it for at least one year. And then after I had Atlas in 2020... And in the middle of the pandemic, I thought that I would try to enjoy wine again. But I found quickly that I, but I quickly found that I picked up the same habit as before. And after a few months of that, (laughs) I self-diagnosed as an alcoholic. Because at the time, it was the only thing that made sense to me. And so I started to go to AA meetings online which were amazing, and I found a group that I absolutely loved, and I would go every single night at the same time. I quickly found that AA was so much more than just about not drinking. You know, it was really a personal and spiritual development program, and I have learned so much from it. Now, when I look back to how this year has gone, 2021— I would often go back and forth between drinking and not drinking, you know, either being on the wagon or off the wagon, as they say, and honestly just feeling really confused and frustrated with myself that I couldn't seem to decide what I wanted with wine or whether or not I wanted it to be a part of my life to the point where sometimes I felt absolutely crazy going in circles. Now, through all that, I still continued to go to that one AA meeting, even if I was drinking wine at night, because those guys were my friends, and I got so much from the program that helped me grow on such a deep spiritual level, so I didn't want to let that go. I think the problem for me and why I was so torn on whether I wanted to be sober or not was because... Other than being drawn to alcohol, I never really exhibited most of the classic signs of an alcoholic. I never got a DUI. I never got violent after drinking. I wasn't doing stupid stuff after drinking. I, you know, have always been pretty responsible. I never blacked out. It wasn't affecting my family. I still showed up for my kids and took care of my family. In fact, I'm just one of those people who can, like, drink a whole bottle of wine and it's like no one would ever know, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's probably not a good thing. I can't imagine it's very healthy. But I just didn't really relate to so many of the alcoholics who would come into the AA meetings and talk about how... You know, they couldn't even wake up in the morning without a drink and they lost everything, including their kids. They spent time in the hospital, all the things, and that just wasn't me. And so I'd have these back-and-forth conversations with myself, like, well, maybe I'm not an alcoholic. And then before I knew it, I would drink a bottle of wine again after not intending to, and the next day be like, well, I have to be because I just keep doing this. And so AA would always say, if you're not sure if you're an alcoholic, then go out there and try to do some controlled drinking. And so that's what I would do. And I'd always be like, see, nothing bad ever happens. I got this. But I would also ask myself if I was just fooling myself. So this is sort of what's been going on in my head over the past year. So here's where I've landed today. Now, back in September. We had my brother-in-law's wedding back in California, and quite truthfully, I wanted to drink. I wanted to be able to toast with champagne guilt-free. And so I thought, you know, I've never really been diagnosed or treated for alcoholism, so why don't I try to seek some real answers instead of trying to just come up with them myself and make myself crazy, going back and forth with my own thoughts, wondering whether I can drink or not drink. So... I went to my therapist, and I asked him to diagnose me one way or another. And so he took me through a series of 10 questions or so, and that was to determine whether or not I fell on the scale of alcohol use disorder, which is what they call it nowadays. It's a scale. It's not you either are or you aren't an alcoholic. I also learned from my therapist that although it's always been thought that alcoholism and addiction runs in families, they haven't actually identified a gene that gets passed on. So I asked him, is it thought that if you are an alcoholic, that your children are more likely to be an alcoholic because they're biologically related to you? Or is it more of a learned behavior? In other words, is it more nature or nurture? And he said he believed it was more nurture. Because they haven't identified the gene, they tend to think it's more of a learned behavior. So, for example, if a parent is an alcoholic or an addict, it's probably more likely that there are also signs of neglect or abuse in those families. And We know that kids who are abused or neglected are more likely to also grow up and become addicts and alcoholics. And so that made sense to me. So I guess that was somewhat of a relief to me, knowing that, yeah, I do have addiction and alcoholism in my extended family, but that didn't necessarily doom me to a life of alcoholism or having to be 100% sober forever. I wasn't abused or neglected as a child. And so I could kind of rule out that risk factor. And so as he took me through the 10 questions, I answered yes to three out of the 10. So some of the questions were like, have you ever thought that you should drink less? Which is like, yeah, of course, haven't we all? And then some were like, Have you ever missed work due to your drinking or had a DUI? And for me, that was a hard no. So since I answered three out of 10, that put me on a low scale of alcohol use disorder, which actually gave me something to work with. So after a very long conversation with my therapist and me being really honest about what I wanted, which was I wanted to know that I could drink at this wedding coming up, but I needed some parameters around it. He said to me, Look, Sarah, I'm going to be honest with you. You fall on the alcohol use disorder spectrum, and although it's low, if you're not careful, it could develop into something more. He basically said, You're okay right now. But you need to be really intentional. And so I thought about the fact that I never really ever learned what healthy drinking or reasonable drinking looked like. Most of the people in my life either didn't drink at all or drank way too much. And the social drinking that I learned in my early 20s was, you know, my with my friends doing keg stands. So that didn't really lend to me learning the proper, reasonable way to have alcohol in my life. So I asked him, do you think it's possible for me to learn how to drink reasonably? And he said, yes, I do think it's possible for you as long as you set a few hard rules. And if you're able to follow them, I think you'll be okay. So you can try it out and we can come back to this and reassess. So in case you're curious about some of those rules and what they were, he said, you can't drink more than two per day. Okay, You can't drink during the day, meaning like no day drinking, and of course, never drink and drive. I mean, that's a given. He said, don't mix different types of drinks, and you can't drink every day. There has to be days in between drinking. So here's the thing. I've talked about setting rules around alcohol before. A dead giveaway to the fact that you might have a problem is if you have to set Rules. Most people don't have to set rules with alcohol. They just naturally know when it's time to stop or when it's time to say no altogether. And I fully recognize that. But there's another school of thought that says that some people are more prone to overindulgence in everything in their life. And that's me. And those people benefit from creating hard and fast boundaries, not just with drinking but with food and sugar and how much time is spent on screens and shopping and other addictive things of that nature. So my therapist said, if you can follow these guidelines, then I think that makes you a reasonable drinker. If not, we need to go back to the drawing board. And that was a couple of months ago, and so far, so good. I have the ability to stop at two, and most alcoholics don't. So I feel pretty confident with that. And I'll be honest, after two, yes, most of the time, I think to myself, I do want more. But I'm able to say no and actually stop. And I think that that's a key indicator that right now I'm in the safe zone. Now, that's not to say that that won't change in the future, depending on what phase of life I'm in. And that's something to be aware of, too, is that alcohol use disorder is what they call it now, is a progressive disease. If not kept in check, it does get worse over time. And that can be said about many other addictions as well. And what I've realized for myself is this. For me, I am a very all or nothing person, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. And creating boundaries by which to live by is essential to my success in anything. If I don't create healthy boundaries around food, for example, I tend to overeat. If I don't create healthy boundaries around my day, I tend to be all over the place, starting projects and never finishing them. If I don't create minimum boundaries around exercise, I tend to do nothing. And this is what living with intention is all about, right? It's about deciding in advance what's appropriate and not appropriate for you, what's expected and what's not tolerated. We have rules and boundaries for our kids, and I think that the more boundaries we create for ourselves in this world of indulgence that we live in, we actually have more freedom. I'm a big believer that certain things should be non-negotiable because it takes the thinking work out of it. You decide in advance what's expected and you don't have to overthink it later. And so for me, this has worked really well with alcohol so far. And I wanted to share it because I know that many, many of you can relate to that constant struggle between, you know, am I drinking too much or is this just the normal life of moms these days? Do I have a problem or do I just need some guidelines? Of course, if you're unsure, I highly encourage you to meet with a professional At the very least, you can go to the website auditscreen.org to answer the same questions that my therapist asked me to determine if there is a problem. If you've experienced severe consequences as a result of your drinking beyond the occasional headache or two, I want to encourage you to check out an AA meeting online. You can go to aa-intergroup.org where you can find an AA meeting online at any time of day seven days a week. And I encourage you to really take your sobriety seriously. In fact, I recommend AA for anyone who wants to just even take a break from alcohol like I did. And if you're like me, and you think maybe some guidelines and boundaries could be helpful, then I hope that you found my experience to be useful to hear. Hey, it's Sarah, and real quick, I wanted to jump in here and tell you about my new 21-day planner challenge. You already know that the key to getting organized and staying organized is to regularly use your planner every single day. For me, this is an absolute daily non-negotiable, because for me to show up fully as a mom and a wife and a business owner, I rely on my planner to help me make sure that I get done what I need to get done and make space in my life for things that make me happy and bring me joy? Well, in my 21-day planner challenge that you're going to love, I want to help you build the habit of using your planner by holding your hand, so to speak, for 21 days in a row and give you a quick and easy, actionable assignment each day in using your planner. You can join this 21-Day Planner Challenge right now today on your phone for just $19. So for less than a dollar a day, you're going to get the coaching and accountability via email to make using your planner a healthy and positive habit in your life. To join my 21-Day Planner Challenge right now, just click the link in the show notes or go to my website, themamamiracle.com. Forward slash planner challenge. That's the mama, M A M A miracle.com forward slash planner challenge. This is going to change your life. Let's get back to the episode. The next thing I want to talk about today is about learning new skills. You and I, as moms, we are challenged every single day to step into a better version of ourselves, to be more patient more compassionate, become better about drawing boundaries for ourselves and our children, to be better at communicating and solving problems. I truly believe there is no job as challenging as parenting. And I don't know about you, but personally, I feel so much stronger now than I ever was before I became a mom. But at the same time, being a mom doesn't just automatically make us all of those things. In fact, parenting very much has the ability to actually break us down and make us more impatient and more bitter and more longing for something else in life. We have to choose to be intentional about how we're responding to our challenges. We have to choose to reach for the highest version of ourselves every day day. And we have to work at it every single new day. We have to choose to work on ourselves and take care of ourselves and make time for ourselves. If we don't, what happens? We become exhausted, we get resentful and bitter, and we feel unfulfilled at the end of the day. And so parenting is that aspect of our lives that challenges us to rise every single day from the minute we become moms. The thing I really want to talk to you about today, though, I'm a firm believer that each and every one of us needs to always have something that we are actively learning, something that's challenging our brains to make new neural connections. I want to encourage you to become more fascinated in life. Become fascinated with something that you've never learned before. Maybe it's a new skill, a new hobby, or a new expertise. I want you to go all in. On that thing and just learn everything you possibly can. Maybe it's a sport, maybe it's a career skill or some kind of artistic or creative endeavor. For me lately, I have been really diving deep into learning how to become the best business coach because that's a part of my career that I've really been working on developing this year. The reason this is on my mind lately is because I've been having some conversations with some moms lately, and as I'm getting to know them and asking them questions about themselves, I find that some moms I meet have little to nothing going on in their life besides their everyday parenting and household responsibilities, which, let me be clear, is a lot going on in and of themselves, and it's a beautiful privilege to be able to commit to those responsibilities but they don't have anything in their life that they are actively learning. And you can just tell that they've kind of found themselves stuck in a rut of everyday life responsibilities. They're not excited about anything anymore. They're not challenging themselves to learn and grow. You know, college is behind them. Maybe they've put their career on hold or retired altogether, which is okay. But I always want each and every one of you To have something that you regularly work on, learn, and fill your mind with every single day. It could be reading a book about a particular topic that interests you. It could be some sort of class or course, either in person or online. It could be practicing a new skill like tennis or yoga or something that could eventually develop into a career. You never know. Here's why. Referring to our brains, if we don't use it, we lose it, sisters. And although parenting and running a household is a challenge, these things don't ask you to continuously improve. And that goes for those of you, too, who have a job that maybe you've been doing a while and you show up to work, but you don't really have to think about it anymore. You just do it. Now you could get really, really into improving something related to parenting or your house or your job. For example, maybe you learn a new parenting method that you want to get really good at, or maybe you learn a new system that makes your home life so much more efficient, or maybe you learn how to be a better leader in the workplace so that you can get that promotion at work. I always want you to have something that you're working on that's going to challenge your development and your creativity and your critical thinking. Let it be something that's going to add value to your life and to the world around you. And by far, the best way to become an expert on anything is to teach it. Maybe you can create an online course or teach a class at your local community center. Teach something that you are deeply fascinated by and you will learn on such a deeper level. And don't think for a minute that you don't have anything of value to learn and teach. There's something that you are intrinsically good at or drawn to that if you actively worked on, you could become really good at it. Maybe you already consider yourself an expert at something. How can you take that understanding to the next level? Or you find something that's meaningful to you but that you know nothing about and you challenge yourself to learn as much as you can about that thing. My friend, this is going to expand you in ways that are going to feel so fulfilling to you on a soul level. Now, I want to go back to the topic of the all or nothing mentality, as this is something that many of you struggle with in different areas of your life when it comes to working on your goals. And it goes something like this. For many of you, you set a goal for yourself, some kind of outcome that you want to achieve or vision you want to create, You define what it's going to take for you to achieve that goal and you list the steps and you start off strong, you feel really good about it, you feel excited about it, and then life happens. Maybe you have a bad day. Maybe your kid gets sick. Maybe you get in an argument with your spouse. Maybe someone triggers something in you that sets you off. The laundry starts piling up and all of a sudden the kitchen's a mess and you get your period. I mean, whatever comes up. And you backslide on the commitments that you made. And then you feel so discouraged. You tell yourself that there's something wrong with you. That you just can't do it. That you don't have what it takes. That you're not strong enough or resilient enough. Or that your willpower sucks. You beat yourself up. And now you're so far from that feeling of when you started. That you give up on the whole goal entirely. Maybe you start to ask yourself what went wrong, but the pain from blaming yourself and feeling like a failure is too painful. So you push it down altogether and just hope that the memory of setting the goal in the first place just goes away entirely. Now I know what some of you are thinking, Sarah, how do you know me so well? (laughs) Because I've worked intimately with many of you. And because I know how this goes, I've been there time and time again until I learned that the only difference between people who succeed in their goals and people who don't is not some insane amount of willpower that they have. It's not that they're any better at staying motivated. It's what they do when it gets hard, it's what they do when they fail. Now, many of you are afraid of setting rules for yourself, for fear that if you break the rules, you feel like a failure. But see, the way I see it, rules are meant to be broken, my dear, and rules will be broken. Listen, when I talk about non-negotiables, let me be clear. I negotiate the crap out of my non-negotiables all the time. But I always return back to them because I see them as guidelines to try to stay in. Remember how I talked earlier about if I don't define clear boundaries for what's reasonable and not reasonable, just enough or too much, acceptable or unacceptable, then I will overindulge in just about every area of my life. Girl, you should see me at a buffet. Zero self-control. I have to set intentions ahead of time so that I know the parameters that I would like to stay in. I have to plan my day in advance so that I know how the hours of my day should ideally be divided. I have to set guidelines around alcohol because if I don't, I'll drink the whole damn bottle. Because here's how my brain works. I don't want to waste. And sometimes I'm living in lack mentality. I'll eat three slices of lasagna because my brain is saying to me, lasagna is your favorite food. And if you don't eat as much as is humanly possible until you're ready to throw up, then you're wasting an opportunity to eat your favorite food because it could be months before you get to enjoy it again. This is something that I realized after listening to Corinne Crabtree's podcast, Losing 100 Pounds. She gave the example of the next time you eat a pork chop and mashed potatoes, if you feel obligated to eat the whole plate or go back for seconds because your brain is telling you, it's rare that I get to eat pork chops and mashed potatoes, a simple mindset shift is to tell yourself I can eat pork chops and mashed potatoes any damn time I want to. And so you can stop when you've had enough because you're not eating with a lack mindset. See, our brains are wired to eat and eat and eat until we can't anymore because we haven't yet evolved from hunter-gatherer brain type into the world of abundance that we have today. So, see, when we were hunter-gatherers, it may have been a long while between killings. And so when we got our hands on something good, you best believe we wouldn't leave any behind. You fill up so that you have the energy stores until the next good food find. But see, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing that you live in an area of the world where there isn't that level of food shortage in your life. So I have to override my evolutionary brain with things like food, alcohol, sugar, shopping, binge watching TV shows. All the things that my brain is wired to want more of because my brain still thinks that more equals survival. And I can tell myself, there's plenty where that came from. I've had enough for now, and I can always get more later. And I have to decide in advance where that boundary is. So don't stop creating rules for yourself in every area of your life. But if and when you break your own rule, because you will, You have to stop blaming yourself and telling yourself that something is wrong with you. And just ask yourself, what's the next right thing? How can I get back within the healthy boundaries I've created? So maybe you decide that three Oreos is a reasonable amount, or one donut at the office is a reasonable amount, or a reasonable serving of lasagna is one slice, or a reasonable serving of wine, is one or two glasses. The next time, sister, that you eat that entire box of Oreos, or you pound three donuts, or you've ate yourself half a lasagna, or you've drank that entire bottle of wine, instead of beating yourself up, like you always do, ask yourself, what was happening inside your brain that led to the overconsumption? And ask yourself, what's my next move? Can my next meal be a more balanced one? And that's it. No big deal. That's the definition of getting back to it. And it's the same with your productivity habits. You know, if you've made it a rule to sit down with your planner every single morning and one day it's three o'clock in the afternoon and you realize that you had a crazy morning and never planned your day, don't beat yourself up. And give up on the habit entirely. Just go, can I make space to plan out the rest of my day? And just get right back to it. So let's make a commitment to change our all or nothing mentality to an all or something mentality. What do you think? Listen, this was a long one. We talked about a lot today. So I'm going to let you go. On Friday, I'm going to come back on here and talk to you about how to have more fun and how to be that fun mom that you want to be. And in the meantime, don't forget to come into our Motivated Moms Facebook group. Now go out there, take charge of your day, you beautiful, powerful, and amazing mama. I'll talk to you soon. Not so fast, my friend. If you feel motivated after today's episode and moved to pay it forward and give back to me, please share this podcast with a friend. You can either share the link directly in a text message or take a screenshot and post it on Instagram. Just be sure to tag me at Sarah Munder so I can see it and give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. It's important to surround yourself with positive like-minded people who lift you up. So I urge you to join us in our Motivated Moms Facebook group, At facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash motivation for moms podcast. If you need something to help you change your life, like right now, go to my website to get a free copy of my life changing worksheet, The Mama Miracle. Just go to themamamiracle.com, put in your name and best email address, and I'll send it over to you right away. While you're there, you can sign up for my popular and affordable planner makeover course and learn how to use your planner to reach your goals accomplish all of your tasks with ease, establish your non-negotiables, and finally create time in your life for the things that really matter to you, but often get neglected. And if you're ready for next level breakthroughs in your life, in your personal and professional goals, in your relationships, then I urge you to get on the list for my exclusive 12 week coaching program breakthrough. I only work with moms who are serious and committed to changing every area of their life for the better. So if this is you, Go to themamamiraclecom forward slash breakthrough. Thanks for being here today. Now go out there, take charge of your day, you beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you soon.